Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So on today's episode, we are so excited to share with you. We have two amazing women on our show today, right, Andressa? Yeah, they're awesome. And they are both contributors to The Only Women in the Room, book that we just published and we're so excited about. And the theme of today is all about changing your career. Both of these women are fantastic full-time real estate investors, but they didn't begin that way. And they, they had multiple different steps to get them there. And we really dig into the topic of not just how to change your career, but the why behind it and the process behind it. So uh, you're going to get some super tactical steps on how to actually make this happen if that's of interest to you. Absolutely. And if you are that person that you're not, you're happy with your career, but you are thinking about changing, right? We are in the middle of a pandemic right now. You are reevaluating things, but you don't know where to start. So this episode is for you. Those ladies, they laid out all the step-by-steps and things that you need, you must think before you take the leap of faith. So enjoy this episode. And if you did not buy the book yet, go ahead. We have the link over here on Amazon, The Only Woman in the Room. It's an exceptional product out there that we are very proud to put our stamp on it. And it's made for all of you out there. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. 
Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are on a huge mission. To do what, Andressa? What are we on a mission to do? We are on the huge mission. We had nothing else to do in life, so we chose to be here to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you. Yes, that is what we're up to. And we have two amazing women on our show today, Ms. Pollock Shaw and Patricia Redhawk. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're going to jump into, but they both have been on our podcast previously. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, Pollock, you've been on it twice. Patricia, you've been on it once, but you're set to be on it again. So these two ladies are just rock stars, both uh, investor meetup leaders and also co-contributors to the book, The Only Woman in the Room. So we're going to get into their stories in a moment and talk a little bit about uh, just what came up in both of their chapters and really dive into that in a moment. But before we do that, we thank you for being here. We thank you for listening. You have a lot of podcasts and things to listen to and consume. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for being part of our, our, our community. Thank you for being on this journey with us. And we always like to get connected to all of you and kind of share what's up for us, maybe like a little tip, trick, strategy, or just you know, or even just share something that, you know, comes up for us. So what, what is happening, Andressa, before we dive into our uh, show today? So today is August 19th, 2020. Uh, today is a very important day. So tomorrow is the day that I'm going to finally meet my mother again. So you guys might be thinking, what the hell are you talking about? So <laughs> my mom lives with me. And as a single mother, all of you that are single mothers understand how important it is to have a support around. So in February 2020, my mom, as she normally does, she goes to Brazil to visit my family there uh, for a couple of weeks. And guess what happened? Uh, COVID happened. So she only, we made a decision that was best for her and for everybody for her to stay there. It was a very difficult decision to make because number one, she is my top priority. So her health is my top priority. But for her to accept the decision that she was not going to come back and, and be a support for me here during this, this craziness was very difficult uh, for her and for all of us. But everything worked out well. Five months, almost six months later, she is back. She is in quarantine in one of my Airbnbs. And tomorrow is the day, right? Awesome. Tomorrow is the day. And oh here's gosh. what I want to tell you guys, why I'm talking to you guys about it. Because during this period where I did not have her, I had to have a support system around me to call me out and to say, hey, you come first. Your cup needs to be full in order for you to help others. Liz was very important in my life. How, a countless times we, she said to me, no, you're going to sleep. No, this, we are going to delegate this. No, we're going to do this. And if you don't have somebody, this community is here for you. Because the moment that you choose to do more in life, you've got to have core people around you that can support you, slap in the face if needed, call you out, and have your back. So that's what 
I'm bringing up to all of you today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, give her an extra hug for me too. That's yes. awesome. Take a picture of it and go, oh, yeah. You know, it's amazing how good hugs feel, right? With folks that, yeah. Andressa, I haven't seen you since COVID. I haven't seen any That's of these right. wonderful ladies. So right. we have, a, we have a, a retreat we're doing this weekend. So I'm going to give you a hug whether you like it or not. Mask or no mask. Um, so without further ado, let's jump in here. These, these, both of these ladies are absolutely amazing. Um, they have such great experience and, and actually uh, aligned in a lot of ways with what, what real estate experience. I know the, the Burr strategy you both absolutely love and we could probably do a whole episode on, but we're, we might tie that in as we continue here. But so just to share with the women listening. So we've um, published an amazing book. I'm certainly biased, but an amazing book called The Only Woman in the Room. And it highlights 20 women's stories, all walks of life, all different types of parts of the country they're coming from in different segments of being the only woman in the room and giving inspiration, tips, strategies on how to get the most out of your investing kind of you know, career, if you will. And each of those stories is just absolutely amazing. So a lot of our podcast episodes are going to highlight these women and also talk about some critical things for you to take in your own life. So what's amazing with these two women is that both of them have a lot in common, but one thing they had in common was changing careers. And that's scary, right? And then we're going to get into both of their stories. It's a scary thing. Um, I've, I've changed. I had one main career coming out of graduate school. Um, wasn't what I went to school for, but then I, I worked about 12 years in corporate and then um, had experience in investing and then joined my husband full time. And I got to tell you, it, it is a scary thing to go from confidence to like, shit, I know nothing, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. And now I had experience in investing and I, I would call myself an entrepreneur, but it's different when you're doing it full time, right? So, um, so both of you, I, let's start here and then we're going to get into giving the women listening you know, some, some really good strategies around this because I think it get, can get scary and there's probably some very specific things they can do. So let's start with you. Um, uh, I call her Red Hawk, but I'm just going to call you Red Hawk here. <laughs> so, or Dr. Red Hawk. Or Dr. Red Hawk. I'll call you Dr. Red Hawk because you are a doctor. <laughs> Indeed. A very good one. Um, for you, you changed your careers a few times. So tell, mm -hmm. tell the women listening a little bit about your journey, um, you know, and, and I guess specifically, you know, why then into real estate investing? Mm -hmm. So obviously it's a much longer story than, than we're going to have time to, to talk about today. But, um, but briefly, I, I seem to have a theme that I end up in uh, male dominated uh, uh, industries. So I got started off in construction um, and, and uh, did residential remodeling in the San Francisco Bay Area where I, uh, where I lived and grew up. And that was fabulous. And I actually continued, obviously, to, to uh, mine those experiences. And it, and it forms a good bit of the construction bedrock that I, that I utilize now. Um, and then I decided I didn't want to be uh, 40 years old and swinging a hammer. Uh, and so. I um, got myself into medical school. Uh, I put myself through college and, and went to Temple University School of Medicine in Philadelphia, go Owls, and, yeah. um, and then ultimately trained in family medicine afterwards. Um, and, and as I say, practice medicine there. Um, and then in 2010, um, a, kind of a whole host of, of um, kind of crossroads uh, appeared. And um, ultimately, I decided to step away from medicine and uh, embrace uh, real estate in investing. I have to say, too, that kind of running concurrent with college and medical school, I was also in the California Army National Guard. So I've been in the, in the military as well, also male dominated. Um, and I have to say that um, 
each of those experience, construction, military, being in medicine, have provided such an, an incredible and in, enriching series of experiences and, and um, understandings and insights about myself, about people, about working, about how to problem solve, how to think, how to learn. Those are absolutely key, um, uh, I think, insights for myself that I pulled away from, from all of those. Um, and then ultimately, I decided to, to shift into real estate investing because when I look back at the kind of sporadic real estate investing experiences I had had up to 2010, that was always the most fun that I had. Um, and so when kind of looking at a career in medicine where I felt like the American healthcare system was broken and I was really sort of asking fundamentally what my role was going to be in that, I, I, I decided, you know what, I, I, I want more fun in my life. I, uh, I want more control. I want, um, uh, uh, more flexibility, more options. Um, and so when I sort of looked at the classic kind of pro and con list at the kitchen table, I decided real estate investing is really a much better fit for me, for my creativity, for my entrepreneurial side. And I, and I really embraced it. And, um, you know, I get that classic conversation all the time. It's like, Oh my God, you're a medical doctor. You're an MD. Why did you step away from that? So I'm, I'm obviously constantly answering that question and it's never a short answer. Um, <laughs> but I have to say that um, I, I would make the same decision all over again. I've never been happier in my life. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Uh, Pollock, how about you? Um, yeah, first of all, so honored to be here with all three of you. Uh, so thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so very similar to uh, Dr. Red Hawk's uh, uh, story, in the sense that I was in a male dominated field as well. I was a mechanical engineer, worked in corporate for 17 years. And then my husband and I decided to have kids in our late thirties and everything was great until we had kids. And then I realized that, you know, you, you start, you climb up this corporate ladder and then you think that, uh, oh, this is a perfect time to have kids because now, you know, I, I did what I wanted to do and now I'm going to have kids, except the higher up you climb, the less time you have for family. And so one day as I was sitting in my office with all of the glass windows, wherever there was glass that people could see inside was covered with newspapers because I was pumping breast milk while I was on a conference call. I had this moment of clarity and I was filled with resentment and I just said, you know what, is this what I worked so hard to get to where I'm covering this office I worked so hard to get to with newspapers <laughs> and doing this. And I was just filled with resentment. I was, I just, I just knew that, you know, that there was nobody who was going to come and save me for, from that. And I had to take responsibility. If I wanted something to change, I rarely got to see my kids. And I said, you know what, th there has to be something that should be different about the situation. And with any decision that, you know, comes from the heart, as soon as you make that decision, your subconscious starts fighting all of the reality around you. <laughs> and I support my mom financially and I was making six figures and all of that stuff started happening after I made that kind of decided to make that decision and spent months in turmoil and then decided, okay, this is, I have to do this. So I quit my job and started pursuing real estate full-time. Wow. So I, when I read that, I could imagine you sitting down and breastfeeding your child with all the paper. 
I could picture everything. Pump, pumping, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pumping and, and, and seeing that. And this Lit- is the reality, right? For women in corporate, like we, we're not given the, the tools to balance everything. And you just kind of yeah. fit into this world that's made by men. Yeah, I remember, Liz, do you remember this? I hope you don't mind sharing this. So we went to, Liz and I went to New York City to see Mindy Jensen um, from Bigger Pockets speaking there. And we were on this, um, this, this conference, this like meetup, yeah. and Liz needed to pump. And I was like, okay, let's find a room. We couldn't find a room. And we went to the bathroom. We're like, well, this is disgusting here. Um, I don't think it's appropriate. We ended up, I ended up like finding something to cover her in a back room. Yeah, it was really um, bad. Yeah. It was really bad. And then yeah. you're like, wait a minute. There's no even a consideration for the other, right? But the point that I want to make here, Pollock, is that like that resentment and, and your why needed to be bigger than anything, any fear, anything else. And that's what part, I'm going to read a, a little uh, uh, note from your chapter on the book. So the leap of faith must begin with a strong why. For me, it was a clear need to be with my children. This, uh, need, this need was way bigger than any formula analysis or any convincing Excel spreadsheet. I love when you say that because sometimes we try to quote unquote convince ourselves rationally, rationally. Oh, other people say that real estate is a great way to build wealth, which it is. Ah, but Warren Buffett and Robert Kiyosaki and so and so. But what you're saying here is that it needs to be like on basically coming from your gut. If it is not from there, there's no rationale or a beautiful spreadsheet that is going to make you move forward. So I would like you to speak more about that. Yeah. So as an engineer, I'm very analytical and everything has to be like very step-by-step, but something like this has to come from your subconscious. It's not a very um, reality-based decision. It's a vision that you're chasing and the spreadsheets and all that you can do it what do you say till the cows come home, but mm-hmm. it's still not going <laughs> to convince you on your vision unless you're absolutely certain that you want to do that. Right. And at some point you have to take a leap of faith. And I feel like anytime and multiple times in life I've done that is anytime you, your vision is bigger than your reality. You have to make a choice and take responsibility and be like, you know what, this is my vision and I'm, I'm taking the responsibility to make it a reality and no one else can help us with that. We have to do it for ourselves first and then find ways to, you know, there is an entire, the invest her community is amazing. There is an entire community helping women succeed, but you have to make that decision first and take that responsibility first. Does that make sense? Paula, can I ask a question? Um, do you, I mean, for me, like, I think you're absolutely spot on that when you have that vision um, and it becomes um, 
it, it really works on your subconscious when you're asleep and you're, and even when you're not thinking about it, clearly you're thinking about it. But did you get to a point, because this is the way for me is, is my, I know we talk about the why and, and uh, there's a lot of conversation in our investor space about that. But for me, it's the vision became so powerful that it was as if I had no choice. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's like I, no other way w- was, was going to be as good, as valuable, or, or it, it was just such an obvious thing to do. And so that leap of faith became, um, uh, you know, there's a saying, in a, and I'm not even sure where it comes from, but the idea is that um, when you get to that point where you have to make a leap of faith, you have to believe that you, when you make that leap, you will either step out onto solid ground or you'll be taught to fly. And I feel like that's really mm. it. You got to a point where there, for me, there was no decision. I had to do this um, because this was the life that I had envisioned for myself. And, I, and when I started to experience the power of being able to create my best life, no other choice was, was possible. I mean, did you get to that point where the vision was just so compelling that, that it was just obvious you had to do this? Yeah, so the, the leap of faith has to begin with something visceral. It, it is something I felt in my body. This had to be done. And, you know, you know something to clarify here, it, it wasn't even for, it wasn't for my kids. It was for me. It, not because I thought it was better for them to be with me or anything like that. It was because it was my personal need to be with them. So, so it has to be, it has to come from your gut. To be able to do that. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, I love that. And and you can kind of feel it from both of these women, right? So did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? And 500 of those women will be at InvestorCon 2024. It is the number one premier conference for women in real estate. And it's happening June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestorCon's not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care, all designed to help you take control of your financial future. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with women who are playing at the same level. Time is running out. You just have four weeks left to get your ticket. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit investhercon.com today. Use the code 100 podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100 podcast to get $100 off your ticket. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. So here's, here's what I'm thinking, though, too. I'm thinking about the women listening and the women that are going to read this book, and they don't have that clear vision, right? They, they hear what you're saying. They can, they can appreciate what you're saying, but they're not 
they're not there yet. So how does someone get there, right? So what does that process look like? Is that, um, you know, the vision board? Is that writing it down? Is that going on a journey by yourself? I don't know. I mean, I know I've done a lot of different things over my lifespan. And I, when I left my work, when I left my high paying consulting work, um, I didn't know how we we're going to really pay all of our bills at the time. And I was about to have a, I was about to have our first, our first little one because we were still, you know, figuring things out. We were, my husband and I were figuring things out for a long time. And I mean, we, we were making money, but it wasn't where we, we wanted it to be or completely replacing quite honestly, what, what I was making. But at that point you have to take a leap and it becomes something like, there's no other choice here. We are going to figure this out. But I'm just trying to dissect that for a woman listening that may not be there yet. So, you know, what were some of the things that you did? Was it, you know, what, what was it for you both? And what, what can other women glean from that so they can apply it in their own lives? So, Red, uh, Dr. Redhawk, why don't you start? Yeah, so for me, um, and I can completely appreciate that um, for many of the women who are going to be listening to this, it's, it's just the smallest subtle stirrings of thinking about, wow, what might a different life be like for me? And I think there are a couple things, and Liz, you touched on it. I think that um, being really intentional about sitting down and thinking about um, what is my, what does the perfect day look like for me? What does a perfect day at rest look like for me? What does a perfect day with my family? What does a perfect day at work look like for me? What are the things that I have done in previous jobs or that I like to do day to day that, that I'm not doing now? So for me, one of the things I realized is I actually really love being creative. And that doesn't necessarily mean like painting or, or something like that, which I, which I do as well, but creative in my thinking. You know, and I, I sometimes joke, I said, you could be creative at practicing medicine, except um, they call it malpractice. And it's kind of frowned upon. So you can't just wing it in medicine. Um, but I think that um, really spending time thinking about how, what is the life? I want to live a life that I love. What does that look like every day? What are specifically the kinds of tasks and things that I'm looking at? So I would encourage women to sit down and spend some introspective time considering and break it down into small little nuggets. What are the things you love to do every day? What makes you happy? And I think that lots of times we don't even consider that. Like we're so, we're women, we're so busy, you know, running our family and, and, and you know, helping with other family and friends, et cetera. It's like we never take the time to sit and it's like, okay, let's check in. Am I do I really love this life? And if not, what are components of a life that I think I would love and how can I get there? And I think the first, the first step might be really clarifying for yourself. What do you want in your life? And, and I'm a big believer. I'm kind of, I'll take a page out of Pollock's book. I can be sort of very analytic, analytical sometime, but I want to sit down. I'm a picture learner and I organize myself with pictures. And so I want to sit down. Okay. So I draw a diagram, almost like an auric chart. What are the things I like to do? I'm sort of clustering ideas. I'm brainstorming with myself. Um, and I'm also a person who likes to process out loud. So I will tell you that having um, really heartfelt key conversations with people I know and love um, and understanding sort of what their um, points of view are. I've got friends who are, who are very analytical, very down to earth. I've got other friends who are very uh, mercurial and um, are, are um, uh, far more touchy feely. And so having conversations with people who know me well and bouncing off ideas off them, I think will be constructive for the women as they start to organize their thoughts and clarify for themselves sort of what is the, I call it the launch pad. So when I talk to students, there's a, there's a pre-launch 
period. And then there's the launch pad. And I think in, in if you're still in the pre-launch period, um, identifying things that you like to do, identifying skills that you that you believe you're good at, uh, possibly even identifying skills that you think you ought to be good at to start to craft the life that you're looking for. All those are part of that pre-launch activity. It's kind of like going on a long journey. You got to figure out what you have already and what you need to go where you want to go. Yeah. I love that. How about you, Pollock? What did you, um, did you take yourself through any sort of process similar, Dr. Redhawk, or a little different or? So I think the process that I went through was a lot of turmoil. And then I had to organize these thoughts somehow. So just like Dr. Redhawk said, the first step was really envisioning that life. And it could be a vision board. It could be just a series of statements that mean something to you. And so I think the first step is that envisioning, what kind of a life do I see myself living? And the second is the why that we just talked about. And I feel like whenever we talk about the why, unless you dig deeper and deeper, and we do this um, seven levels of why exercise where you say, hey, why do I want this? And whatever the response is, you keep asking yourself that question of why, 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 until you get an answer that does, cannot go anywhere from there. And for me, it was, I just didn't want somebody else deciding how I was going to spend my time. And it is so basic, right? But that was my basic why I wanted to be in control. So figure out that's the, that's the second key component. And the third one is what are your non-negotiables? And for me, it was two things. Once one, being able to spend time with my kids, very simple. And the second one was not giving up that control of how I was going to build my future and everything else I had to give up on. And if you, you decide that, you know, what's truly important to me and not because of what's expected of me, because that's what, as women, we fight a lot, right? Like there are expectations that our parents put on us or our, um, spouse or our friends or just the way we grew up the society our coworkers, really stepping out of that and figuring out what are truly my own non-negotiables if nobody else was a part of this decision and and then going forward with it th- those are the three questions i would ask myself but you also want to like pick back because the way that you know on this conversations in my head, I'm thinking the women that are listening and they're considering real estate, what are the yes, but if that they are thinking, right? So what came to me is like, yeah, I get all of that, but my parents paid and I am paying still for my, I don't know, nursing school, college, or, or I dedicated a lot of years Yes. I am no longer on my 20s and and it's not that I uh, I am like really super happy with it but it's not that bad I can continue doing it cuz I have a paycheck and I'm paying my bills so all right so picture that the point that we're talking here is that it's not that bad it's really not enough to me Right to all of all of you, I am. I went to school for journalism. I pay for two master's degree in communication. And when I hear people coming to me and saying, "Did you go to school for real estate?" I was like, "Yeah, later on, 
I did some courses and pay for trainings, but my formal training is in communication. It is in journalism. So I was like, oh my gosh, did you waste all of that? So here's my thought process. None of the skills that I learned in journalism on my, my, both my, my master's degree was wasted. None of it. All the skills. I am interviewing people now. Guess what journalists do, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Communication throughout. So for all of you that are listening to it, I don't want you to label yourself as a nurse, as an engineer, as an attorney. You can say whatever. I want you to focus on your skill sets, the transferable skill sets that you can apply in real estate. It's so important for you to, number one, be aware of that. Because if you're not even aware of that, then what's the point? And the other point that I want to talk to you, like one, one step further for you to know yourself, Liz is one of the biggest experts that I know about personality test. And that is such an important task for you to do to know yourself, to really start shaping it. So as Dr. Patricia Redhawk said, as Pollock said, as we are all sharing here, it's not like uh, one plus one equals two. You're gonna start experiencing different things to find your way through it. But those, those things that we are saying now, it can, give you, it can give you a step forward. So if you don't know what you like, start by knowing yourself because it's gonna give you clues and look at your personality traits. One thing that, Patricia, you mentioned on, on, your, on your chapter that I wanna bring it up, and, uh -oh. and this is something, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're always real. In every single conversation that I've had with you since the first time I met have been extremely real. And I, I didn't expect anything else from you on your chapter. So here's what you say. So here's the real deal. It's not enough to want it. You must to go after it. And I completely agree with you because I hear a lot of people saying, yes, I want to invest in real estate. Yes, I want it. So what you're saying is that that is not enough. Correct. It's and not that's enough. It's shocking for a lot of people. And here's what I, I think I also say this in my book, and, and I have thought about the phrase since then, I'm going to elaborate. So one of the things I think I say, and it's, and it's certainly something I feel, is um, uh, hustle will get you a seat at the table, right? So hustle will get you to see the table. You got to outwork and out hustle other people. Uh, other people might be men primarily because real estate investing is so dominated by men. You have to out hustle and outwork people to get a seat at the table. Grit, your ability to stay there, grit will keep you at the table. Hustle mm. will get you there. Grit will keep you there. But I got to tell you, whatever those things are that you did to get yourself a place at the table, doing that over the long haul with deep commitment, that lets you own the table, right? Mm. So it's like, it's kind of, kind of taking it one step further. So one of the things that I, uh, you know, all the time women are very excited to, to meet other real estate investors. Um, and, and, you know, they talk about, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, um, 
and of the students that I've worked with, um, one thing sets them apart and here's it. So if someone says to me, hey, I'd love to work with you or excuse me, or I want to be a real estate investor. What would you recommend? I said, I actually, I know exactly what I recommend. I have it on my phone. And I said, I'm going to text you. These are six titles of books that you should read first. If you haven't read them, read them thoroughly and then call me back and let's talk about how we might work together. I haven't had a single person actually read all six books and then get back in because when you're forced to, to not just talk about it in a kind of an ethereal um, manner, but if you're actually given tasks, towards that, like that really separates the, the girls from the women, you know, and if you're not willing to put in the hard work um, that is required and it's uh, real estate investing is simple. It's, it's not like practicing medicine. It's sure not mechanical engineering. It's, it's a simple process regardless of what you're into single families or multifamily or development, whatever it's simple, but it's hard. And people are unprepared for the hard part, I think. Mm. Um, and it's always going to be hard. Um, but it's also, that's part of one of the most rewarding things for me when you're able to adapt, adjust, overcome. Shit always happens. But the point is, figure out what your resources are, what tools you have available. You've got a community of people to ask questions of. Um, and frankly, the three ladies on this podcast are on the short list of my brain trust. I know that if I have <clears throat> a problem or trouble, I'm going to, I'm going to pick your brains and, and, you know, some of the other authors too, who are my personal friends. This is my personal brain trust. Figure out what you, you, you need to, to get where you're going, but also trust that you'll have uh, folks to help you get there. But I think I'm a big proponent. You guys know this. I, I am a big proponent of ongoing education. So if someone comes to me and says, I want to invest in real estate. And I say, great. I said, here are six books to get you started. And they don't do it. They don't want it enough. If you're not willing to do the homework. Um, if you're not willing to do some research on your, on your, on your own, like when we're <clears throat> in, in the investor uh, Facebook community, I love those conversations because um, newbies ask questions, more experienced people have questions and everybody in between. And I love that we all get a chance to, to, um, to contribute to those conversations in the threads. Um, but one of the things as one of the moderators, I'm always really quick to point out is if somebody is asking a question that clearly is too broad and it indicates that they haven't done some background reading or, or some education, I, I will often go back to them and say, Hey, your question's too broad to really get a meaningful answer. Um, my recommendation is, you know, try reading this or listening to some podcasts on this particular subject and get some clarity around the questions that you really want answered, then come back and answer them. Um, and that's one of those things too. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm with which folks ask their questions, but, but if you really want it, go find out on your own first, do some homework, then come back and utilize the, the community. So I think I've rambled on, so you can edit that. No, out. that's great. <laughs> but, <laughs> Pollock, you wanted to jump in on say something. I saw you, so why don't I give you the chance to do that before oh, we thanks. shift gears? Yeah. I was saying that the uh, what Andresa was talking about is you know when when you are at at work and you're thinking, well, what about this? But what about this? I'm here. I've got I've got a family to feed, and I've got this this and that. My job, my paycheck. I'm getting this paycheck. What do I do? I mean, I just think like it's it's easy to think that way because that's how the world is set up. We're, we're actually, we're actually set up to think that way. So people, so there are less and less people starting this, right? It, right. we get, get this false sense of comfort in these paychecks and in these retirement account and in these three weeks of vacation a year, whatever that is. Um, and, and we start just shooting for those little goals that, that makes us set up. 
makes us get set up for that. And, but at the end of the day, it's important to remember as long as you're working for somebody else, no matter who you are and what level you are, you're still a cog in the wheel. Like, Cog in the wheel? Is that the right phrase? I'm so yeah. bad with phrases. Cog in the wheel. <laughs> yeah, you're st- we're still a we're still a pawn. We're still a cog in the wheel. We 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 don't we don't have the ability to make those choices. We don't. There's at some point or the other we're gonna hit the glass ceiling, and the only way to get out of that is to start something of your own. And and real estate investing is amazing for that. So so that's what I was trying to say. I love that, and and it's really. Um, it's really uh, there's so many different things you, we could take. I could take this in, but I, I have a few thoughts I wanted to share and just highlight for, for the ladies listening. You know, you have you have people who want they don't like their job, right? They want to shift their career, so then they jump into something like in real estate investing, and they try it. It doesn't work, or the, you know, the, something doesn't work, and then they just kind of like this 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 is not a good idea to do. But meanwhile, maybe asking those tough questions ahead of time, right? Don't watch HDTV. Don't, don't, don't watch, what? you know, like those aren't going to, ah. I know they're not going to tell you, like ah. we know that, but uh-huh. it does look easier than it really is. I, I don't know about you, but none of our flips have ever turned out that way. And I, I know. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> um, really what, what's important is to ask yourself the tough questions. Uh, you know, Dr. Redhawk, you said like, what does my perfect day look like? Who am I with? What am I doing? Like those, you want to make a career change, you got to ask yourself some really important questions. Don't you be like, Absolutely. where are my skills? What new career should I jump into? Oh, investing sounds like a great idea. It sounds like there's a lot of great people making some good money. I want to buy some rental property. Yeah, that's a great one. Like, yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't take it down that path because there's, it's, it's such a layered, and I love what you said, Pollock. It's such a layered onion. Why, why, why? So looking at your perfect day, looking at what you like, love to do, what your skills are, um, you know, the whole, all the questions, what would you do if you didn't get paid, right? All those important thought provoking questions, your personality traits, like Andressa just said beautifully, like what, what is I in my kind of core genius? Like, what do I really, what do I do that comes so naturally like, you know, eating and sleeping, right? All those things. That's the work you need to do because investing could be something passive for you. It could be active. And too many people are like, yeah, I'm going to replace my income by, and then they're like, this should have just been an, a passive approach, right? I don't think everyone should quit their jobs and just get into real estate investing if that's not the right path for them, you know, and maybe it is, but you got to do that work to figure that out and talk to a lot of people and see which way they went and how they did it and what works for you and your lifestyle. I just, I just don't, I just don't think it's as simple as like, quit your job, start something new. I think, I think it makes it look really easy and really simple. And it, I don't think you do the, enough work that we're saying to, to get you where you want to go. Um, and then the, the other point I just want to quickly make as we, as we think about a few things are some tips. Um, instead of saying, can I, how can I, you know, and I know for me, I stop myself with certain things, even today, you know, even, uh, you know, I, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of great books. Um, I've got coaching. I've given coach. Like I just, you know, and I find myself sometimes like, mom, can't do that. I can't do that. No. I'm like, this is crazy. Stop. I'm not a victim. How can I, how can I, you know? And like, we got to all stop ourselves from being victims. We're not victims. No one's doing this to us. No, no one's out to get Liz. We got to Like you got to, you got to be your own advocate and then get the support and be part of a community. But, um, you can only be part of a community and get the support if you're willing to get the support. Right. So being that coachable person as well. Yeah. So, so for the both of you, 
you know, what would you say, you got someone listening here today and they want to take the first step, right? We talk a lot about taking steps. It's not just like literally overnight, right? So what's a step? What's a simple doable step? They literally can stop this podcast and do after the podcast if they want to make a career change. It's like one thing they can do. What do you think, Dr. Redhawk? Um, two things come to mind. One is- Only um, one. Only one. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so typical of me, right? All right. Um, I, only have, I only have 10 things left. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, the first is recognize that wherever you are now in your life um, and whatever experiences have led up to whatever jobs you've had or whatever, wherever you are, everything you've done before will help you on your investment path, absolutely everything. Having been a soldier helps me. Um, having uh, done construction obviously helps me. Having been in medicine helps me. Um, so understand that that the skill set that you're starting to assemble in this pre-launch uh, period, you will draw those gifts and experiences from from your previous lives, as it were. Um, so know that you you're already have a lot in your your um, uh, in in your pack to go with you. So understand that you already have things that you can draw on. So maybe spend a little bit of time clarifying from those previous experiences, what are things you liked about those jobs? What are things you didn't like about those jobs? Those are also important. But I would have to say that in the sort of that pre-launch, I'm considering moving to um, real estate investing from whatever career. Um, the most important thing is to do that in inner work, figure out what makes you happy, what doesn't, what do you think you're good at? What do you maybe have challenges with? Figure that out. You have to know uh, you have here's something from the military. You have to know you have offense and defense in fighting a war as well as in a career. So, um, you know, everybody has a sense of what their personal strengths are. So that's sort of your offensive game as you were, but it's far more important ultimately to know what your defensive game is because where you are weak are places that will sink deals or get you killed or get a patient killed. Mm. So the areas in which you are weak, so know your weaknesses are just as important, if not maybe a little bit more than knowing what your strengths are. Your strengths will take care of themselves because they're naturally part of your DNA. But but knowing where you're weak will kill a deal. And so I, I use really kind of powerful language because I think I really believe in it. Knowing where my weaknesses are has been, um, has, has ultimately enabled me to figure out sort of what my core genius is and what it's not. So that I shore up those areas, I get help, um, I educate myself, I work with other folks, I ask friends, uh, you know, other colleague investors. So I, that's what I would say. I, I would say that understand that, that um, you haven't been enriched up to this point, figure out what, all those things that have enriched you, um, and then also figure out what you're not good at, um, and then start to do your homework, start reading books. I cannot tell you how much free information there is via podcasts. Um, and, uh, and you, even if you walk away with one little nugget, well, you use that nugget over and over and over again, that might literally make you a million dollars over the course of your, uh, or save you a million hours, you know, time and money. So that, that's what I'd say, I mean, understand yourself. You're, you're already enriched, figure out what those are and then start doing your homework. Lots and lots and lots of free stuff out there. So make a system, make a plan, do your homework, pre-launch, start to prepare. That's what I would say. Love it. Love it. That's awesome stuff. How about you, Pollock? What do you think? What would you uh, say to that um, woman li listening that wants to take that first step? I would say uh, figure out what uh, kind of investor you are, right? So the first, the first, there's, I always say there's three types of investors. The first investor doesn't have money. They have a ton of time. 
they, they need to approach real estate investing completely differently than the other two kinds, right? You, you have time. So offer your support in exchange for learning, right? And, and figure out your strategy that way. The, the other extreme is the third kind of investor who has a significant amount of money, but has no time, no desire to really make a significant career change like me or Dr. Red Hawk did. Figure out how to invest passively, like Liz just mentioned, right? Figure out that's, that's going to be what's right for you. And then there is this investor in the middle. Maybe you have some capital, not a lot, like this third kind. You have some capital and you have some time. So figure out what strategy fits, fits your lifestyle and, and really figure out what kind of investor you are. And then the next step is to, as I was saying, take responsibility and know that, you know, you, and I say this to whoever comes to us for our coaching program, you cannot pay your way to success. You're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to take responsibility and do the work that's needed. And then the last thing is that when you, when you try to build yourself into something new or build an entirely new business, there's going to be destruction first. That's going to lead to that. So you're going to like see things break. Things are going to fall apart at first. And you got to be prepared for that, that there's going to be failures. Things are not going to work in the first shot. You may decide that, Hey, this wasn't really right. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to do it this way instead. And just be prepared to be nimble and then pursue whatever you're, you're after. Yeah, I love that. I love both of your your advice and both of your not just advice, right? But I think that what makes I think what makes this book to tie the you know, the only one in the room so amazing, and I, I'm so I, I'm so I got so much from it personally, quite honestly, is that it's it's specific strategies, right? It's 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 tactical. Women want realness. They want direction, and they don't want to be. They don't want like you know what's the word? I'm, I'm losing my words for fluffy, today too. Fluffy. fluffy. It's not like oh you're you're awesome. You could do anything. No, like this book. I literally, I mean, is so chock full of every chapter, especially these two amazing women we have on today. Uh, it's full of actionable tips and strategies to literally implement immediately. So thank you both so much for being on today. Uh, Dr. Redhawk, where can the ladies listening learn more about you and what you're up to? So um, I am launching actually a new website um, and you can reach me at that. It's www.patriciaredhawkmd.com and uh, it's just being constructed now. So I think by the time we publish this, it'll be up and running and you can find me there um, and uh, keep abreast of sort of all the crazy activities. Um, I have Instagram as well. It's new to me, but you'll see random pictures of my, me and my kids in my happy place. And that's redhawkmd at redhawkmd. So please feel free to reach out. Let the talk chop. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Pollock? How can the ladies listening learn more about you? You can either uh, follow me on Instagram at Open Spaces Women, or you can go to my website. It's openspaceswomen.com. Awesome. Great. That's awesome. And all of this is going to be on our show notes. Thanks again, both of you. I'm super excited that other i already read the book so i'm super excited to other women to also get to experience your stories more in depth and get to know you both in a different way so thank you again thank you it was delightful if you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews 
go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.